The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Thursday the 6th of July. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, the Home Secretary has urged sporting bodies to be more robust with eco-zealots trying to wreck national events as Just Stop Oil activists disrupted play at Wimbledon twice yesterday. Meanwhile, Keir Starmer will pledge today to shatter the class ceiling and require schools to give people speaking lessons under plans to reform education. And an intruder who broke into Windsor Castle armed with a crossbow was encouraged to kill the late Queen by his AI girlfriend, the Old Bailey heard yesterday he's to be sentenced today and it's an extraordinary case. We'll talk about that later. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. I'm very, very aware all day today, all, all for certainly the whole way through the show, that whenever you do a topic ever that involves, for instance, if you're writing something about how people should use correct grammar you will, in, or punctuation or spelling, you will immediately make approximately 70,000 mistakes. We're going to be talking today about Keir Starmer making this big speech on education, pledging to shatter the class ceiling, not the glass ceiling, uh, but the class ceiling in, in Britain. He's going he's gonna to go on and on about his dad being a toolmaker. His father was manager of a factory that made tools, um, but he wants to prepare the young people for work and for life. And part of that will be giving them fluent speaking lessons. Every time I talk about this subject, I'm going to be painfully aware of uh, of tripping over myself and, and all the verbal tics that I and all of us have. Um, but joining me this morning to talk about it and hopefully somebody, I imagine you went to the sort of school where they were fluent speaking lessons is Benedict Spence. He's a Conservative commentator. Good morning to you. All right. <laughs> You've never, ever greeted anyone in your life. No one's... And looking at your double-breasted seat, no one's going to be convinced by that. Um, I have to say, I do find it painful when I agree with Keir Starmer on things. But he's right on this, isn't he? And why on earth any school that is not already doing this, frankly, needs to have a slap? I think it is curious how so many children today actually I wouldn't just say today I think have for a very long time in this country been unable to communicate properly uh, with their peers with their superiors if they're trying to apply for jobs with teachers they speak in a language that many of their parents don't really understand text speak yes the fear that I have around this suggestion is that this alone is what's going to improve things that if you make people like public school boys that is to say professional bluffers very confident <laughs> uh, that you will solve everything that's You're actually right. not going to improve anything it will make it worse but it's a very cheap and easy and straightforward way of of helping kids who come from homes where yes um, and, and look my daughter's at a private school and 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 i am absolutely stunned by how poorly an awful lot of the the kids speak mm. um not your daughter of course if, well, no, because we beat it out of her yes. because we are those kind of parents. The the like, like, so the like, you know, so when when you have a conversation and the teenage girls in particular, it's, you know, like, like, like. Mm. And so I'm like, and like, and like, and then I'm, I'm, whenever we have any kid that does that, I mean, I'm very ruthless. I'm now aware I'm going to be using so many verbal takes. We do this. We go, <coughs> say the sentence again. Mm. <coughs> say it again. And it makes them aware of how often they use that word. And I, and I say, you are completely incomprehensible. Yes. Because I, I cannot understand your sentence because it is punctuated by so many random words that have no meaning. We were we were but, taught not to do that. But why school. are schools? I'm so I'm really trying to watch what I'm saying here. Why <laughs> do schools not do this? I find it extraordinary that they don't. 
I mean, something else my daughter's school did was at reception class. They're four and a half, five. And you came in and you did every term. Everyone did a little presentation. Mm. You think, for a four and a half year old, yeah, you bring your teddy in, bring your favourite toy in and tell the class about your favourite toy for like 30 seconds. I did the like. I did the like. No, you, you did it for 30 seconds. And um, about 30 seconds is how I would correct my daughter on this one. About 30 seconds. Mm. And they did it. And then the next time it would be about your hobby. And then it would be about your favourite book. And then and it goes up and up and up. And so they're perfectly happy, all of them, to get up on stage and do a presentation to 600 parents. Mm. And they don't care because they've been doing it all their life. We do need to do this because an awful lot of jobs do involve speaking to strangers. Certainly teaching children how to, you know, shake hands, look someone in the eye, say hello, mm. be be able to make polite conversation. That's what a job interview is. I think it's because it's not the priorities of a lot of schools because yeah. different schools... Stop them different stabbing each other. Well, this is the thing, actually. Schools from different areas, different backgrounds, different sort of classes, actually, they have different priorities. A lot of schools, uh, not trying to be rude, are glorified daycare centres. Yes, They're somewhere that you, where children are just parked. Um, ultimately, and it's an element of crowd control. And, you know, everybody knows that certain areas of the country have schools where it is very difficult to control classes, um, you know, where you have lots of different mm. languages maybe being spoken. Actually, getting people to speak as if, you know, they are from the BBC in the 1960s is oh. not the priority. No, well, we're think. not, but we're not even talking about going that far. We no, are but simply, we should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> we should be. But we are just talking about people being able to pronounce... I mean, communicate simple. effectively. Look, uh, there are some pretty co- well-known people on television who apparently don't think that the letter G at the end of words should be pronounced. That does my head in every single day. I, I, I'm going to be inundated with messages for people saying, this is what you do. Wrong. Mm. We all do. We all. And as soon as you're aware of them, we were, I mean, you go through a phase where you're saying literally every sentence. And I'm, re- I'm very aware of those things. And I'm, I'm aware, oh, God, it must drive people up the wall. Mm. You know, just text in, shout in. I'm, it's, what my, it's what my family do. Um, but I, I think this is a good start. However, Ofsted, the chief inspector of Ofsted, Amanda Spielman, who's someone for whom I have a lot of time, uh, she says in a speech today that treating schools as a solution to everything is putting education at risk. And this is where we have this thing where you see, it's not just crowd control, but teachers now are social workers. Mm. Oh, they're busy transitioning children. They spend far more time teaching the wrong pronouns to children than the correct pronouns, if you ask me. Um, but actually, when they are, and, and I've got a very good friend who's a head of an inner city school, um, and he, he says, I'm just a glorified social worker mm. now. I mean, it's, it's my job to go home with 14-year-old girls and when they tell their dad that they're pregnant, um, to make sure they don't get beaten up. I mean, you know, <laughs> forget trying to get them a GCSE grade mm. C um, and and that is the reality and, and Amanda Spillman's right isn't it when we say to schools can you take over feeding kids mm. can you take over teaching them how to how to eat it with a knife and fork can we teach teach them, teach them how to use the toilet teach them how to speak what the hell are parents doing but this is the problem is that the state is having to sort of get itself involved yep. in aspects of life that we would imagine would be taken over by the parents but aren't yep. and this is generational actually it's something that hasn't been imposed on their children for decades poor parenting going... reaps poor parenting yes exactly so i suppose i'm not a particular fan of the idea of the state you know taking control of people's children but you have to break the cycle somehow and if this were part of a series of you know cogent steps to do that when it comes to things like nutrition, yep. uh, health, you know, in terms of exercise, making sure that people don't get obese rather than mm. get obese and then go, oh, woe is me, somebody help me out, then I would be all for that. Because yeah. as you say, you need to break the cycle in order to improve things long term for people. And because then, and they have... won't do it if left to their own devices. Yeah, absolutely. That said, let's talk now about people who most of them have had wonderful privileges in life and are often 
they have very good elocution, even though they talk absolute and utter <laughs> swaddle. That's the polite word I'm using at 6.30 this, this morning. That's just up oil, disrupting two games at Wimbledon yesterday. Um, we're able to get in. I mean, I've got a slight... I've got a slight little bit of sort of appreciation of their ability to still get the publicity. I, I, there's a big part of me that thinks we should just, everyone just agree, blackout. In the same way that when there's a bomb scare, we don't report these things because mm. it just encourages the next one. We could just all, all the media, we could agree, we all ignore this, except the social media when people aren't ignoring it. But they were, they were facing long queues for everyone to get into Wimbledon. They get their tickets, they go in um, and then they buy Wimbledon jigsaw. They've got some glitter paper down their pants or God knows where else. Um, and, then they, uh, and then they put it, they just sort of throw the jigsaw and then you've got a mess all over the court. It, it's quite clever. Mm, I mean, they, and they do have good elocution um, uh, because, of course, they all pretty much all went to top private schools and are very privileged because only the very privileged, it seems, uh, I mean, I do can know A, of... afford a Wimbledon <laughs> ticket and B, and B think, that, think that having fossil fuels is a bad thing. I do know of a couple of people that I was at school with who are actually members of these sorts of groups. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it is it is a cliche, but it's entirely accurate that they come from these sorts of backgrounds. But, you know, they, they understand that the audience that they're trying to appeal to. And I know a lot, a lot of people were... Uh, saying that oh, it shows, you know, it shows really, doesn't it? The sort of the background that these people have, yeah. that they attack things like Wimbledon, you know, which oh, is for the, yeah. a certain sort of class. And you think, well, of course, that's the sort of, that's the policymaking class. You know, that's the sort of, that's the area that you want to be targeting rather than actually they've learned not to irritate working people on their commute because actually all that does is irritate people and ostracise them. And, and also and those damage people... Ain't going to be having any of it. As yes. we saw, still one of the greatest moments in this country. I mean, Brexit, obviously... Second one, I'm the recent news, Canning Town. That was great. Yeah. I'm, I'm seven o'clock in the morning, you're on the tube station at Canning Town, and some idiots from Just Stop Pearl going, end oil. People were having that. I mean, I'm not approving of violence, but I can understand there was a little bit of a. Uh, an extra <laughs> kick or two as those people were it taking was nice off the to know trains. that that tendency still existed amongst I the was rather public. proud of this country <laughs> on that one. well the government today is announcing again I don't know another crackdown on antisocial behavior as well um I mean we've had you know royal protests some people say those were uh antisocial by republic yesterday they're not my king placard waivers and the two people arrested um do you think any of this is going to be convincing to people? I was at an event in Westminster last night and it's fascinating. You still meet some Tory ministers and MPs who say, you know what, it's not going to be as bad as you think because, I, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they're not going to vote for us, but they ain't going to vote for Keir Starmer. We'll see what happens. And an awful lot of them go, we are totally dead in the water and there is nothing Rishi Sunak can do. Is a crackdown on antisocial behaviour the thing? I th no, it's not enough. Um, people are going to feel poorer, and that's the thing that they will vote on. Um, no, 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 they won't feel poorer. Well, they, they are poorer. Be, we are all Well, no, poorer. that's not true, because they've been poorer for a long time. They're only just realising it now. We've been, Actually, again, this is you know, the problem with teaching people to speak, being bluffers, is that we've had a political class that's been very good at convincing people that we aren't as poorly off as we actually are for some time. Uh, but you can only hide that for so long with uh, good manners and rhetoric and that sort of thing. Uh, but, you know... Ultimately, it's not just that. It's also migration. They've not yeah. got a hold of that at all. And all it's very the obvious. five goals. All the, well, pledges, I think uh, someone called Waiting mistake. times aren't, aren't really down. No. They're down from the height of the pandemic, but yeah. that's not actually but a good metric. They're now Rishi Sunak's own goals because yeah. no one thinks he's going to achieve any of them. And I think the fact that you've got half of the party convinced that it's going to lose is uh, that that's going to sort of... That's the of the there is no confidence. There is no even real drive to achieve mm. any of these goals. There's just a sort of a slump of the shoulders and a, oh, well, it's not going 
going to work. We're doomed. Or also, let's just hope it's not as bad as we thought it would be. Yeah. Well, we shall see. Um, I'd like to hear from you, though, on in terms of Keir Starmer's pledge to shatter the class ceiling today. Uh, he's wants speaking lessons, for instance, for all pupils. What would you teach children to help them succeed? I'd love to know. I've got a funny feeling you're going to have a lot of very sensible ideas. Lots of, and they're not going to involve teaching children that are born in the wrong body. That's for a start. Uh, do tweet me at uh, Talk TV. You can text 87222 and give me a call 0344 499 That's 0344 499 6.44 is the time. This is Talk Back. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.